Welcome to Women Who Rock, the podcast which features women who are rock stars in life, in business, and in the community. I'm Yvonne Harris, and along with my two amazing co-hosts, Arquella Hargrove and Carmen Herrera, we are excited to interview women from all walks of life who are making positive changes happen for their families, their communities, and their businesses. The three of us are truly fortunate to be surrounded by so many women who are committed to supporting the success of others and sharing their life lessons with the intention to make the journey simpler for those who they are honored to impact. We know you will be uplifted and inspired to let your inner rock star shine in a new and different way. Enjoy this episode. Hi, listeners. Welcome to this episode of Women Who Rock. Thank you to my co-host, Arquella, for being here today. How are you, Arquella? I am good. I'm excited. always excited to um, have these recordings, Women Who Rock. And we have an awesome rocker with us this morning. Yes. Who do we have with us today? Joni Goodman. I'm so excited. Hi, Joni. Joni. Good morning, ladies. Good morning. Good morning, Joni. Well, Arquella and I both know you very well. Very blessed to have you in our network, but introduce yourself to our listeners. Sure, sure. Well, I'm grateful to have the both of you in my network as well. So my name is Joni Goodman, and my background is actually in biology and biochemistry. So I was a woman who rocked as a scientist for a while. And then realized that a common thread that I had when I was in the lab and even pre-professionally was training. Mm -hmm. So in 2004, I sought out a full-time role in training, and I've basically been doing that ever since. Worked mainly in the healthcare space in medical device and always had an entrepreneurial spirit. And so um, I'm originally from Indiana, and I moved to Houston in 2013 to the big city and uh, had to work in the medical center for a short stint. I mean, given my history in healthcare, I couldn't not do that. So I combined my biology background and my training background and did a clinical training role for a while, which was really cool. But as I mentioned, I always had this entrepreneurial spirit that was always lurking. And so I decided to honor that. And um, in 2016, I started my own consulting practice. And I focus on facilitation, professional development, so leadership training, communication skills training, diversity, equity, and inclusion, um, generational communication. And then most of my career in healthcare was in sales training. So I still do sales training and then also executive coaching. You have really become, Joni, a preeminent leader amongst leaders in the business community. And um, a lot of the information that you share is through a woman that we all admire, Brene Brown. How did you get connected with Brene Brown, her curriculum, and what led you down that path? Yeah, so Brene has been a part of my personal and professional growth journey for years, and actually it was my therapist who introduced me to Brene Brown and the Power of Vulnerability TED Talk, and so when I moved to Houston and knew that was where she hailed from, I was like, oh my gosh, I must get connected, and when she came out with the book Dare to Lead, it was more organizational development leadership based, Mm -hmm. and so I 
decided to look into applying to become a certified dare to lead facilitator and um god worked it out that uh, i was selected and so last june i um, was amongst about 150 other leaders that went through the certification with Brene. And so she actually facilitated the program, which was super awesome. Learned so much from her based on her content, but also on her facilitation style as well. That is awesome. And um, yes, big fan of Dr. Brene Brown. And I've had the honor of working and partnering with Joni in that space as well. So it's, it's a wonderful program. So Joni, let's take a step back and and if you can tell us, can anyone be a leader? Well, you know, if you would have asked me several years ago, I would have said, mm, I'm a little skeptical <laughs> about that. But given the work that I have done with Brene Brown on Dare to Lead, and, um, you know, she's a researcher, right? So uh, capitalizing on the benefits of her research and the research showed that, yes, anyone does have the potential to be a daring and courageous leader because there are skill sets that are teachable, measurable, and observable. And it was first thought that either you have those skills or you have the, you know, intuition to be a leader or not. But the research proved differently that, yes, anyone indeed can be a leader. And, you know, in my opinion, um, a leader is also someone who is willing to take that deep dive into self-awareness. And when they do that deep dive, also taking action on what it is that they learn from that journey. And admitting that when you get the title of a leader, manager, supervisor, director, vice president, what have you, you don't always have to know everything and that you're human and you're human first and you will make mistakes. And, you know, Brene defines a leader as anyone who takes the time to discover and develop the potential in people. And so anybody can do that. Awesome. We have just, again, taking that dare to lead some of those nuggets. It's been great. It sounds like, Joni, again, leaders can definitely, we can learn leadership, right? What do you think about when we hear, you know, people are born leaders, right? Or, you know, is there such a thing as someone being born or having that leader gene? Well, you know, I think that it's like anything else, right? Some of us are born into an environment. It's that whole nature versus nurture type of thing. So there may be some of that nature, but then the way we're nurtured really helps to formulate us in becoming a leader. So I, I think, yeah, that possibly there are people who are born more naturally to be that way, but certainly anyone can do it. It just, the journey just may look different and maybe a little more challenging for others to, to do some of those leadership skills and to develop those. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And you are facilitating leadership training, Dare to Lead, and uh, which is definitely a, an awesome course. Why is leadership daring? So to me, leadership is daring when you are willing to be vulnerable and show up firm in your values and fully live those out. It's also daring when you're willing to be vulnerable and have those difficult conversations, even when you're not sure of what the outcome is going to be. And it's daring when you acknowledge that you may be emotionally charged or hooked and speak up and say so. Perhaps even requesting a, a timeout during a difficult conversation, whether it's personally or professionally, to say, I need some time to think and process and calm my emotions. 
Because if you don't, that may, may very well cause you to speak out of turn and say something that you regret. From a facilitator perspective, what are some of the overarching concepts of Dare to Lead? Sure. So Dare to Lead, if you've read the book, the workshop is a deeper dive into that. But the, the, the work is based on four skill sets. So rumbling with vulnerability, which is actually uh, two-thirds of the book. And that is the majority of the training. Uh, then it is uh, living into your values, which I mentioned and referenced before about being a daring leader and what that looks like. And then braving trust and learning to rise. So acknowledging that we're all going to have those arena moments where we go in and the conversation may not go exactly as we want it to go. Or when we're about to do something new, we have all of these old tapes that go off that tell us, who are we to think we can do that? Or I'm not worthy of sitting at the table with these folks. And we have those, those moments when we fail, but we have to be able to get back up. I imagine that some who are listening today may have some questions. A few come to my mind. How do I assess my current leadership effectiveness? What if I'm just simply afraid to lead? What if I've lost my voice? What if I lead effectively in one area of my life, but I need help in, an, in another? Um, how do I assess my current leadership capability? Yeah, so um, given my background, I am what I would classify as an assessment junkie. <laughs> and I think that uh, it's really critical, as I referenced earlier, about having that self-awareness. And so there are tons of assessments out there and I'm, I'm not super partial to any of them. I think all of them offer um, unique things that people can benefit from. But uh, a couple that I use regularly is um, TTI's Trimetrics EQ, which has DISC behavioral styles. It also has the workplace motivators or driving forces. So what drives you to behave the way that you do. And then an emotional intelligence assessment. So I think that that is really helpful for people to have that awareness and, you know, to partner with um, someone who is a mentor and or a coach that can help support them through that journey. And then also with Dare to Lead, there is a daring leadership assessment that folks can take that actually evaluates how they're performing in those four skill sets that I re referenced, rumbling with vulnerability, living into your values, braving trust, and learning to rise. So that's also helpful. And then as far as, you know, the fear of, of being a leader. So another thing that was found in, in Brene's research is that every leader is afraid from all the way to middle management to executives, senior executives. Every leader was afraid every day. And that what gets in the way of being a daring and courageous leader is not fear, it's armor. And it's things like perfectionism and cynicism and power over that we use as a protective measure that can get in the way of us leading. And if you've lost your voice as a leader, you can find it again, but you have to first determine what it is that's holding you back. So again, that self-awareness and diving into your limiting beliefs and you know, figuring out where did those come from? When did they originate? And how can I reframe those? This is such powerful work. And what I've learned is that 
sometimes when people enter these really um, transformative arenas and start helping people, Joni, it's because they hit rock bottom in their own lives. They had a trauma. They had an issue. So can we have a keeping it real moment with you? And can you describe for us, how did you get into this work? Was there a pivotal event or a season that you actually had to take a deep dive into your own leadership and maybe other areas of your life? Yes, absolutely. So it was probably in my late 20s, early 30s, that both my personal life and my professional life were pretty rocky. And as I took a step back, paused for a moment to reflect, I realized who's the common thread here in all of this? And that was me. And so I decided to really dive in to me and do some personal and professional growth work on me. And growing up as a child, I suffered from anxiety. And, uh, you know, that kind of magically went away in elementary school, but it didn't really go away. It just got pushed down. And I developed ways to cope and deal with it. And those ways were not always healthy ways. And as a result, you know, my professional life, my personal life, started struggling. And so that was my telltale sign that I needed to do something about it and I needed to deal with it. So um, as Brene says in, in her work, she has never met anyone who is not a daring and courageous and successful leader who has not done therapy and or coaching. And I have done both <laughs> and, and continue to do both. Um, especially given uh, the year that we've been experiencing this year, um, the anxiety started to flare up again. And so I had to really take some time and really focus on me and, you know, get back to some of those techniques that I might have left at bay, you know, the meditation and the positive affirmations and those types of things, journaling, all of that. That is so super honest. Joni, do you mind sharing what triggered some of your anxiety this year? Yeah, so for me, I am an empath. So I have always been able, which is probably what makes me a wonderful coach, but I will be honest that when I started my business, knowing what I had discovered about myself, I kept purposely kept my coaching practice as the smallest component of my business until I was firm and rooted and rock solid and knowing that I would be able to effectively hold space for other people. Uh, but not take it on myself. And so as an empath, there has been so much grief this year. And for the first time, the magnitude of collective grief that we have experienced has just been insurmountable. And there were some days that, you know, going to the grocery store was not the same as it used to be. And you had to wear the mask and you still do and stand in line. And I could just feel the sadness, you know, hanging over all the individuals, the city, the people, society, the world. And so that kind of triggered things like, ah, there's uncertainty. I don't know how long this is going to go on and how are we going to have to deal with this and how are people going to cope? And, you know, what I used to do, I'm grateful that I did do some virtual work ahead of time, just not full time. <laughs> and so I missed being with people and being with my clients and not knowing when that was going to be able to, you know, happen again. And then also on top of it, as if the pandemic wasn't enough, then um, the social unrest that we have been facing this year. And, you know, honestly, I think if there's any year that this were to come to the surface, 
this is the year. You know, the biologist in me says, 2020 is like a pond turning over whenever it becomes all murky, mucky, overgrown with algae, that all of that stuff has to come to the surface for things to clear out again. And for us to have some of this darkness come to the surface so that we can clear it and see the light. So I'm not a proponent that it had to happen, but if there's any year, it was this year and we need to deal with it because we've needed to deal with it for a long time. I love that analogy. I agree. Definitely, definitely. And thank you, Joni, for just sharing your authentic you. And um, as women, we do need to make sure we're taking care of ourselves. And um, I'm a big believer in, you know, having that coach or having that therapist, you know, whatever it takes um, to make sure that we are in a good space. One of the questions I want to just really for you to share with the listeners, Joni, is what are some of those common leadership development opportunities um, that you see in women? So I alluded to it earlier as one of those ways that we armor up, but especially as women, the worthiness of having a seat at the leadership table with men, Mm -hmm. but also sometimes other women. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's very common myself included, negative self-talk instead of positive thoughts and mantras. And then by and large for everybody, male, female, um, whatever gender you identify as, effective communication also is a challenge that I see for everyone. And that is really kind of the passion and driver behind what, why I do what I do is I help leaders to more to become self-aware so that they can more effectively communicate. And that is because my own personal journey that I referenced earlier about the anxiety I dealt with and not being able to be fully aware of what was going on, much less be able to communicate about it. Thank you. That's great. Definitely, there's lots of opportunities, again, for us again to learn and grow. So Joni, what, what if I am stuck, right? And then how do I get going on my leadership path? So I think the first step is to admit that you're stuck. And that's mm-hmm. a really hard one to do. Sometimes none of us want to say, hey, I'm at a standstill here. <laughs> and I'm not sure what to do. And, you know, um, I, I mentioned that I had to honor my training and clinical background when I moved here and work in the medical center. And I'll be honest with you, that was back in 2014. And that was truly the year that I wanted to start my business. However, I myself was stuck and didn't realize it. And so I got recruited for this position to work in the medical center. And though it was absolutely fascinating work, I was training surgeons on how to use, um, a robotic surgery device, super, super cool technology. But honestly, I myself felt like a robot every day. And I really did not enjoy the work. But my need to be successful and to say that I accepted this, I made this choice, and now I have to do it, trumped everything in me that was saying, this is not it, don't do it, you need to do what you're supposed to be doing. And so I luckily only continued that for six months. But what was really the crux that um, 
was the, hey, you are stuck moment is that I had been in HR and training capacities where I had, you know, helped leaders to put employees who were having development opportunities on performance improvement plans. And I found myself on the other side of that, on a performance improvement plan in this role, because it wasn't that I wasn't capable of doing it. I wasn't passionate about doing it. Um, I didn't have that desire. And so as a result, I ended up getting terminated from that position. And it was one of the hardest times in my life. But honestly, on that day, when I knew it was happening, I sat across the table from them and I said, thank you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because you, this was not a good fit for me. And it was not a good fit for you for me to be doing this. And I could not get out of my own way. And so um, I don't know that anybody's ever said, oh, I'm grateful that I got fired. <laughs> but uh, believe me, in the moment, I was not. It took a lot of work with a coach and um, a lot of personal reflection to get to that place. But I'm so grateful that that happened because I then was able to realize that I was stuck. And then it allowed me to really explore how did I get myself in this predicament in the first place and to really explore all aspects of my life personally and professionally and be able to move forward. I love your honesty. Just yeah. And it just reminds me, Joni, that sometimes if you won't make a way for yourself, mm -hmm. a way will be made for you. Yes. And I know that happened because you needed to get back on your path. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, mm -hmm. you know, I will be the first to say that it was not easy. I mean, those mm -hmm. six months... Um, it's kind of like, you know, I didn't think about this until I was saying it now. It's kind of like 2020. I mean, some of the worst things happened, but some of the best things happened mm -hmm. also at the same time. And so it was really, really hard times. Um, you know, there was sickness, there was stress, um, there was anxiety, there was fear, all of it. But all the while there were people supporting me, people, you know, cheering me on, keeping mm -hmm. people helping me to find the way and to hold the mirror up for me to see what I couldn't see, you know, myself. Yeah, that's awesome. And sometimes, again, it doesn't feel good, but it is, it's, um, you know, what's your purpose? Mm -hmm. Can these things happen because you need to be living in your purpose every day? And so, you know, definitely, you know, you're a testament to that. So thank you for sharing. I know you, you've shared a, a number of nuggets. And so I am just excited to, again, just to continue that conversation. And so, Joni, just if you can, give our listeners some practical tips on how we can flex those leadership muscles. Yes. So I personally am a lifelong learner, so this is easy for me to say, but I say ongoing continuous development. So whether that is personal or professional, um, attend courses, you know, through 2020 and the pandemic, there have been a lot of companies who have been very gracious and offered free courses. So take advantage of that. Um, I also have an upcoming course that's coming in December, on December 8th. Uh, it's an implementation course, and it is actually helping people to take a deep dive into their limiting beliefs and to rewrite those limiting beliefs and to um, further flex their listening muscle 
and learn how to have influence and resolve conflict. And then also to draft a blueprint for their success and, you know, answer questions like, how committed am I to this? And it kind of gets real whenever you put that down on paper. I also would recommend um, articles. You know, LinkedIn is great and always full of articles. I know, Arquella, you are amazing at always putting good content out there um, from of your own or of Harvard Business Review, uh, Leadership First. And another way, and especially as we're in the fourth quarter now and starting to think about 2021, is vision boarding, mm-hmm. is to put together, you know, what is your vision and, you know, you can use images from the internet or magazines. Um, I'm actually sitting in my office now looking at my vision board for 2020. And so putting that in a prominent place also helps for that vision to come to life. And then have visible positive mantras. You know, we have that negative self-talk. So I know uh, another thing that I've done this year is I have a floor length mirror in my bedroom. And so I will take a dry erase marker and write some of those positive mantras or affirmations on there, on your mirror. You can put them on post-it notes. And then self-care, you know, get out from behind your computer. We've all been sitting in, in our offices in front of our computers. So get outside, you know, listen to music, watch something on Netflix, read a book, um, you know, do things that can up your self-care, especially during a year like we faced. I love the vision board reminder, and that's not something that has to wait until December 31st. You can start setting your intentions for balance of year, for balance of year into 2021. Um, Thank you so much, Joni, for that reminder. Sure. I always do it on New Year's Eve, but I add to it the rest of the year. You know, I purposely leave space so as the year unfolds that you can continue to add to it. I think so many of us are believing that 2021 will be better. (laughs) We can get started on that project now. Exactly. (laughs) But um, Joni, you're here because Arquala, Carmen, and I recognize you, as so many other people do, as truly a rock star in our community, both, you know, geographically here in Houston and then throughout the business community. Um, So thank you for the impact that you are having on so many of us. But now you reflect and tell us, what are some of the key characteristics of a woman who rocks? So a woman who rocks is one who is confident, but humble, courageous, and tenacious, resilient, adaptive, grateful, and inspiring. I love it. You are all of those things and more. Oh, thank you. Thank you. It's, it's a work in progress. <laughs> so when you think about those descriptors, who have been some of your sheroes and heroes in your life? Well, I could not say Brene Brown, right? I mean, that, that goes almost without saying and pretty obvious. Absolutely. But another uh, person that I follow is Dr. Christiane Northrup. And she's an OBGYN and has lots of women's focused books and materials and resources out there. Simon Sinek also, I mean, his um, Start With Why has resonated with me for years and, you know, with others that I have shared. Um, Recently, I've been following um, Dave Hollis. Um, He is, you know, they've had a big life change where um, he and Rachel 
got divorced during this um, pandemic and just seeing him as a single dad is really awesome and what he's doing with those kids and just how he is handling this kind of in the public eye. Um, Dr. Wayne Dyer is someone else that I've always followed for years and um, even with his passing, um, they continue to, to post his mantras and things like that. And I can't not say Arquella Hargrove <laughs> is also a, a, a woman who rocks here locally for me. Um, and Yvonne Harris, I'm going to have to include you as well. Um, and then two other local leaders uh, that I follow, or sheroes, I guess I should say, are two colleagues that I met through ATD Houston, which really helped me to integrate within the chapter and also become involved in the leadership but also um, continue to help me develop personally and professionally. And that's Bonnie Moore and Debbie Richards. That's wonderful, Joni. I love the fact that you shared so many resources. So for those of you that are listening, if you need to rewind this podcast a little bit, get some of those book recommendations, some of those um, leadership authors, um, please um, take a listen and tap into those resources. You don't read all the time. I know that you also love music. And if you've ever participate in a Joni Goodman training, you not only bring your workshop materials, but you need to bring your dancing shoes because she is going to rock you out throughout the training. When you're in the zone, Joni, what's on your playlist? Ah, so, you know, music has always been a part of my life, uh, even as a kid. And I've recently reflected that I think that music helped me to sometimes um, express what I couldn't or feel what I really amplify my feelings. So my playlist is, is very broad and interesting, all sorts of genres. But lately, um, the song Imperfections by Celine Dion. Got to check that one out. Um, Broken and Beautiful by Kelly Clarkson is a good one for us women. Yes. Um, <clears throat> then, you know, I haven't seen the movie The Greatest Showman yet, but the, the song This Is Me by Kesha yeah. is also amazing. And then just thinking about that vision boarding. So A Million Dreams by Pink is uh, another one that always lifts me up. And then if I'm looking to, you know, kind of be more chill, I like some Indigo Girls and Ray LaMontagne. And then my roots are country. So any kind of country music, old country music. But lately, I've been really loving the song uh, Homecoming Queen by Kelsey Ballerini. Oh, wow. Another good one for us, us ladies. Well, we're going to have to go check out all of those tunes and download some of those so that we can rock out Joni the same way that you do. So thank you for sharing that. Yes. Awesome, Joni. This has been great. I know it has been. Yes. And thank you. Thank you, Joni. We appreciate you. So one thing as we're closing is and you mentioned one program that you're going to be doing later in the year in December, but how can people learn more about Dare to Lead and um, connect with you for this great program? Sure. So if you follow me or connect with me on any social media platform, I'm on Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Facebook. Just look up Joni D, the letter D, Goodman. And to learn more about the Dare to Lead program, the website is www.daretoleadworkshop.eventbrite.com. 
You're hearing it from Arquala and me. The Dare to Lead program as facilitated by um, Joni Goodman is amazing. It's transformative. Um, it will change your leadership style if you just open to the possibilities. If you just show up, um, you cannot sit through these two days of fabulous training and not walk out a better person. And it's virtual right now too. So I do want to mention that as well. Um, but Joni, as always, Arquala and I just thank you. We thank you for being you. Um, we thank you for being authentic. We thank you for sharing. We thank you for the gift of yourself that you continue to share with others. You are a difference maker. You're a change maker. And um, we want to stay connected with you. And hopefully you'll come back and join us. Yes, you are you, so Jenny. welcome. <clears throat> and thank you so much, ladies, for creating this platform for women who rock to share how they're mm -hmm. rocking it out there. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Just spent some great time with Joni Goodman. Please look her up and follow her on social media. Thank you for listening to this episode of Women Who Rock, co-hosted by Arquella Hargrove, Carmen Herrera, and me, Yvonne Harris. Become a loyal listener of Women Who Rock by subscribing wherever you get your podcast. Special thanks to our families, especially our moms, friends, girlfriends, and chicas who power us to live our best lives. Until next time, be the authentic rock star you are created to be.